and boom, we are recording episode 17 of Cancel Culture. I am the host, Jazz, and I got my co-hosts, uh, Kevin and Dane. We are here. Um, yeah, man, it's it's uh, I'm just going to get right to the shits. Uh, we haven't uh, haven't spoken a, a few weeks. I kind of been uh, AWOL, but I am back and I am good. Uh, had to take some time off, kind of get some some shit stabilized. Uh, that's probably the best way to to put it without going too in depth. But um, how have you guys been? I, you know, I always got to ask uh, Kev, how have you been? And, you know, same old same. Mm-hmm. I feel that. What about you, Dane? Drake, Drake Bell shit's been hitting me hard. <laughs> <laughs> Shows never will never have the allure again. Oh man, yeah. Especially he actually, that episode where Josh Peck has to break him out of prison for allegations. Yo, he pleaded guilty too, so he didn't even. <laughs> Where's like, his fight? No fight, but I mean, do y'all well, think he's going to jail? I don't think he's going to jail. Nah, I, have, I don't fucking know. Honestly, I have no. Idea. It yeah. depends on what they. If if you read me like the charges they were gonna do, I might be able to say. But uh, it was like child endangerment, like or something like that, or like disseminating uh, harmless material to a minor or something like some something weird. Like I never heard <laughs> those terms thrown around for sexting harmless material. Uh, harmless? Harmful. I'm sorry. Oh, I like, well, what? Like, well, that could be anything. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to go to jail, though. I think he he just pleaded guilty and he's probably going to get hit with a fine and he's going to pay it. He's he's Drake yeah. Bell. I don't think any of that sounds like. <laughs> I don't think he has that much money, but yeah. I well, agree. he he was like topping the charts in Latin America. I'm, I'm sure he had a lot of money oh, from the music. Dear. I think he's probably got a lot of fans in the justice. That's like system. saying you're like oh, number yeah. ten on the UK <laughs> charts. Like I care. True. I mean, hey, I don't know, but uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see as more uh, comes out about uh, that trial. Um, but other than that, this week or these last few weeks have kind of been kind of more of the same. Uh, a lot of the stuff that's happened has been things that we've talked about um, a fuck ton um, the, over the course of this pod. So this this episode is going to be it's going to be a little little wingy. We might have to put the wings out on this one. You know what I mean? We have to, <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to see if we can catch a breeze, catch flight. Um, I guess we can talk about uh, Derek Chauvin and how he was actually uh, sentenced uh, to 22 years for the murder of George Floyd. And um, I saw a lot of discourse on um, social media and then also in my Twitch streams, um, some people asked, um, they're like, oh, is this like, does this mean that, you know, from now on we we can expect, um, you know, police to be charged for police brutality? And I just think, no, I don't think so. I think this is kind of just one step. This isn't like a, oh, hey, they got the one guy. So now police brutality and racism is solved. Everyone go home, pack it it up. It means more for the Michigan judicial process than anything else. Because I don't know. It, it, uh, it kind of, to me, seems to be one of those things of (laughs) when something happens so frequently, you have it in your mind of there's no way it couldn't happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But then it actually does. 
And that, that's kind of what this was to me. It's like, okay, uh, back when he got sentenced and I heard they were immediately going to appeal for a retrial, it's like, ugh, he's probably going to get it, isn't he? And then, but, you know, the announcement came down. It's like, mm-hmm. the judge denies his retrial, sentences him, sentences him to 23 years. And, I mean, clearly, who knows what the cause is. Maybe it's just like, over, like the... Now that sort of Democrats are back in power, the political pressure from top down or pressure from the more and more outspoken pressure from the public, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows? But, you know, I mean, nobody thought that it was going to 100 percent be a read like go the way it should have. So. I don't know. Maybe it's some. Um, maybe it's uh, showing a trend in the right direction for once. I think it's like a moment that if there is, as you were saying, like top-down pressure that can be looked on upon as like, oh, that's kind of where the the uh, the uh, crack in the dam started. But if there isn't a sort of concerted campaign, and the and it kind of looks like they're doing the White House is doing that. But I mean, it's like I said, it's in, in legally and practically. Uh, I mean, the only precedent that states is in Michigan law. It's like no, like no one else in the country really has to abide by that, practically speaking, which is what I would want is legal precedence, because that's what judges and district attorneys really care about. It's because, I mean, that's how you can really, you know, catch people's asses on it, because, you know, in the point of fact of that. Is, you know, how these how they never even make it to the point that Chauvin made it to is because there's legal precedent not to make it to that point. So it just becomes part of the zeitgeist just not to go that far. Mm. But if there's a campaign from the White House to force the issue in other key states, then, you know, also uh, one by one. I didn't think about it until just now, but uh, it wasn't in Michigan. It was in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I said mm. Michigan. Oh, it's one of the, the, the cold states. Well, Jazz, you're the black man on the show. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Um, I think the whole um, the the whole situation is kind of like a it's like a yippee. You know what I mean? Like it's like I said, it's like one step in the right direction. I don't think that this means that every case after this, because I'm sure there's going to be more and I'm sure um, they're they're probably will. They might be just as gruesome and as sad as George Floyd's case. Um, But I don't think that, you know, everything is fixed. I'm like, okay, we need to learn from everything i i I just want to hope that we just are consistently moving forward and we're like okay shit's been fucked for a long time uh we gotta do now it's the time to like okay to make an example out of Derek chauvin and try to hope that um it would deter future police officers from doing stuff like what he did because like you can't even like deny that situation it's like he sat on a man's neck for nine minutes like we talked about other police instances incidents where you can kind of like uh, maybe you can find some nuance to it like uh, maybe they could have handled this differently or maybe or yada 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 but in a case that's cut and dry like this one it's kind of yeah. like i hope that we don't ever see any more cases like this but we probably will and if so i hope that it, they at least go to trial and um 
you know, I hope that they some sort of yeah. punishment is inflicted. It's I actually saw this in like a YouTube comment like a year ago back when this happened. Mm-hmm. Which it's sort of like a, you know, this is so cut and dry. How could you defend it? Yeah. And it was so. It was sort of like in it. What you said, like he literally like you sat on the guy's neck. It's like <laughs> imagine it's like trying to speak from a moral perspective. It's like at the beginning of Naruto Shippuden, trying to defend Daedara, setting on Gara's dead body. <laughs> it's like, eh, well, I mean, they're just trying to capture the tailed beast. <laughs> we're trying to protect us. <laughs> it's like, like, no, you're a clown. I swear. I, I don't well, know. You were saying, Jazz, of like, if, if another thing happens to deter it, if it were to happen again, and of course, what I'm saying is that it's it's a cruel thing. Basically, what I'm saying, if it were to happen again, God forbid, uh, basically kind of the same thing, cut and dry. The best case scenario is that it goes to a federal court and they set a precedent because everyone else will listen to that. Because where this was at was the District Court of Minnesota, and that's good. I mean, at least it's something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you you use the analogy of this is a step, and like, but the stairway is still pretty long. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes it's a fucking escalator going against against us. True, true. Um, I don't know, man. I I just hope you know, you know, recipes to George Floyd. I uh, hope that um, his family uh, finds peace with this uh, ruling. Um, same with that with that woman who recorded the whole thing. Um, I can't remember what her name is. Uh, here, I'm gonna look it up really fast because I don't want to leave her out because i hope that she finds you know peace and healing and stuff like that because i don't know about y'all if i would have sat and watched uh someone slowly be killed in front of me knowing you can't help but yeah knowing you can do your job is you need to get this on tape yeah it's like and then having to live with that for the rest of your life i should i have just thrown my phone down or done something but even then i mean it's a police officer should i have doled out a drop kick to this man (laughs) yeah uh, darnell frazier is her name yeah hope she finds peace because yeah i couldn't imagine being in her shoes and then also like she i know she actually um testified and she was was a was very prominent in the court case uh so yeah she couldn't just walk away from this she's been dealing with this um a a random teenage teenager you know what i mean i think she's uh I think she might be, she might not be a teenager anymore, but still like fucking young and seeing being involved in something as high profile as this is, it's just, I hope that everybody involved. Mm. She's uh, a good example of like a historical phenomenon of like, we all have our special parts to play, you know, cogs. It's like her part was unfortunately for her to be the one that captured it Yeah, for everyone to know. And that's just, I mean, it's awful, but that's what she has to live with. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, we smoking Chauvin pack for the <laughs> for the next twenty two you know, years. I told Kevin this, but it's funny to see his face. I just can't. I don't mean it as like a cringy thing. Like, oh, we got him, but it's just sort of like his sort of huh. <laughs> yeah, man. Especially the first time when he was sent, like it was sent and found guilty. That like that one, like where he's just it's just like a look of like like. But I'm white. Um, <laughs> but I'm a white man. Man, how can you do I mean, this? I mean, I'm 
Am, 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 is the clothes I'm wearing reflective? I mean, you can see I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, as I'm I'd like to basically say it the way Dave Chappelle or something like, I'm white. <laughs> uh, but uh, his face was just like, uh, what? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm glad that the justice was served. Um, moving on from Derek Chauvin, um, uh, so I don't know too much about this. I'm I, while we were uh, talking about um, for like the last like few minutes or so, I've been kind of trying to like Google search it and try to get some more information on it because I remember seeing this on Twitter. I want to say about a week and a half ago, maybe maybe not that long ago, but it's been a few days and people kind of are upset about the Republicans kind of pushing against some sort of voting rights bill or something like that. Um, do you guys know what this is or what, what this is kind of referring to? Yeah, there's been a groundswell at the state level, especially in places like Georgia to be like, well, those blacks cost us the election. So we got to make sure they don't vote anymore. And, uh, you know, just trying to pass law, Republican lawmakers trying to pass stuff at the state level. Uh, yeah, it's really, really egregious and then on the democratic side this past week kevin and i have already had our rant with each other about this well his rant i mean yes well he had it on his own tent too but he was angry we were playing minecraft and just came out of nowhere but um uh on the democratic side in the senate they tried to pass a, a bill i think it was was it wednesday i think um, that f- just fell flat. Even with all the Democratic votes, they needed sixty, and they didn't. Uh, not a single Republican flipped. Which, to <laughs> me, as Kevin put it, which is, why the fuck did you even bring it to the floor then? What's the point? Just showing the country that oh, we lose. <laughs> and it's like, and and yeah, that doesn't do anything. I mean, like you, I mean, at the state level, you can pursue like court cases, which is what they're doing. Like those are so tedious, and they are not going to be done by the midterms, which is what matters right now. And midterms are infamously low turnout, which helps Republicans, plus the added benefits that they've locked down voting rights laws. Like here, they've done it in Texas and in Georgia and in Florida. And those are some very key House and Senate seats. It's really, so, I mean, you know, it's interesting that you say that because, like, it, it's it's really hard. Um, like, it's I don't know. At least for me, it's really hard to like try to get to pay attention and like get into like um, going to like uh, what is it like Senate elections or like the the, the midterm uh, or like any of the local stuff. Um, because it feels like those are the ones that really, really matter. And, you know, I say no that, but like it may be more goes. now because mm-hmm. there were the past times and it may be energized now to do it more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't make that assumption where we are now. So you have to kind of play with the cards that you're dealt with. And it just look it's, you know, I've I in one mind, I think we should play it as the Democrats. We should play it at the state level, too. But that means investing for a long haul. And, you know, you have to basically give up the midterms and buy that strategy. So maybe pursue some sort of executive action 
since Congress won't play ball. And I don't think that would be something that, you know, the rest of the country would balk at. Just play the idea of like, yeah, Congress, uh, you know, they're known for never getting anything done. So I'll just do it myself. You know, I being Biden speaking as him. Yeah. So just just play that way. So, you know, if they're going to play at the state level, then play it at the national level. Yeah. But you risk it going to the Supreme Court. I mean, it's a very tough game. So then the real question is like, well, the question I have is what are these bills looking like where they're trying to like, okay, so you said the Republicans are like, oh, damn, those darn blacks <laughs> lost us the election. Like we got to make sure they get, they don't That's vote again. Is, does it look like, uh, so is that like implementing like more like strict, like ID stuff and like, yes. uh, and then little things like they, especially in Georgia. And I say this because Georgia is historically good at doing this for mm-hmm. everyone knows the reasons. Uh, but, you know, little things that voting precincts and uh, mm-hmm. counties can do on their own, like a lot of these voting rights, they do the old Jim Crow thing, which is how they got past the 13th Amendment mm-hmm. by uh, basically feudalizing voting and making counties responsible for some of their own important little election clauses like, uh, oh, you have to have this to be able to vote or like some sort of proof of residency. Like you're saying, ID, maybe they change voting times, maybe they change voting places, put them out of like reach of some minority, you know, strategic minority places. Texas does that with, you know, Hispanics, mm-hmm. uh, like make polls, uh, a too long distance for them to get out of work and come back. So they just sort of, you know, whatever, uh, they don't do it as much anymore, but they used to have like an English speaking requirement, which Damn. I don't think is that, you know, it, I, you know, I don't think on par, like it's that bad, but it's also blatant what they are doing with it. They're yeah. abusing what that's supposed to be. It's basically us in Georgia specifically, because it's the one I most looked into with this. Mm-hmm. I know Florida's doing it. But in Georgia specifically, it's kind of like a more sly version of, you know, what like the grandfather clause is Mm -hmm. and like the poll questions they would give like to, you know, recently freed slaves in the 1880s and the 70s. And they just end up like just not being able to vote. It's it's what it really is, is basically kind of Jim Crowing it. And that's, I, I don't think it, it can be any clearer than that. But so that's why I say it's like, maybe we just need to pull an LPJ and it's like, okay, well, we'll deal with it nationally then. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'll have to. It would be better to it. do it through Congress like he did. But, you know, that's, I'll get into how Democrats in the Senate piss me off and they literally cannot pass a single fucking thing ever. Yeah. Shake my head. If only Bernie got in. <laughs> oh my God! Um, he, I, he'd probably make a better majority leader than than Schumer is right now. I mean, I kind of like Chuck Schumer, but he's not a. He's it, history will show he was not a good majority leader because the point of majority leader is to control your caucus and to get shit passed, and he's done neither really. That's my two cents. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, bringing up Bernie Sanders remind me. So I guess I, I read somewhere that Trump is still like fighting against the election <laughs> he's in, somewhere. He was in Ohio recently, <laughs> and the teleprompter like blitzed out, 
and he just couldn't say anything because he's because he's not you know intelligent. He's not is like he has some savvy entertainment savvy, but he's not fucking Winston Churchill the wit that can just go off script and shit. So yeah, like, I, I, I think it's. I think it'll. He's just a delusional, fat old man who's whiling <laughs> away his time before the New York District Attorneys slam the world down on him. I, it's what I think right now, and I absolutely could be wrong. I mean, he could yeah, because it's like this, 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 this crazy like it's like conspiracy theory that he's supposed to be like reinstated in August because they're still fighting yeah, against it. it. That conspiracy theory is literally postponed every time we get to the date because it was in March Uh-oh. and then it was in May. And now, it, now I heard from you that it's in August. Yeah, that's what it's I, literally those people who are like, the world's going to end in 2020 in 2012. Oh, well, I meant 2013. Oh, my gosh. Do y'all think he'll run in 2024? If he's still around? Probably. Oh, do y'all think not, he can win in 2024? Maybe. Probably not. I mean, I like, so? it, it depends on how the political situation is right now. Like, I was talking to Kevin of this about the other day, but, mm-hmm. like, the governor of, of Florida, Ron DeSantis, has been amongst Republican pollsters polling as much or more than Donald Trump. And, you know, politics, no matter how much you dominate it, it's a game that eventually will spit you out. And... Trump is not the greatest politician unless you're any age. Putin. Yeah, when you just control the politics. You, just have your, <laughs> you are I mean, That's like saying Joseph Stalin was a great politician. Like he just executed all of his fake rivals. Um, but I think if someone does take up Trump's man, I, I think that's how it'll go of it because someone takes up Trump's mantle, which is Ron DeSantis. And he is someone I think to be wary of because he has Trump's rhetoric, but not his stupidity, because he's actually able to. I, I mean, this is saying he gets stuff done. I don't like what he gets done, which is voting rights suppression against because it, it uh, hurts Democrats. But he is more competent and more effective. And that's what I've always feared, which is an effective Trump. Hmm. <laughs> OK, so just hypothetical, right? Trump versus Harris, who's winning that election? Uh, yeah, if we did an election right now, Harris, yeah, I think you think so? so? I think she could, I, like, she I, could still ride the okay. Biden. It feels like because, every time okay, I see her so in the, I, I essentially knew that Trump, <laughs> like I did, wasn't going to bet my soul on it, but I basically mm-hmm. knew that Biden was going to win <laughs> because, and I carried this logic with me the whole time. And anytime Dane would get in his, oh, I the Democrats yeah. are so, yeah. and, and all the Democrats I get are so, so pessimistic. The Republic is done. <laughs> uh, well, I, I remember we'd be like in the drive through at Sonic or something. I, <laughs> exactly, and I, I would man. I would explain to him the same thing over and over again. It's like, think about this. Hillary Clinton was the most unappealing candidate out of our probably like eight we had to choose from. You know, uh, we being the Democrat. Yeah, yeah. We put her up there, and she barely lost. Well, like, won the popular vote by a few million. It's like it, we barely like it was skin of the teeth. Mm-hmm. Then, when it was time for the uh, recent election, the recent presidential election, 
uh, Trump was way less popular than he was. Like, I mean, uh, obviously, like, oh, well, he got more votes. But the whole point, the whole, like, thing behind that was <laughs> the Democrats had energized themselves so much to get out and vote because of him that the Republicans kind of tried to follow suit because, you know, they kind of felt like, oh, shit, we're about to lose. <laughs> yeah. So that's why, you know, these insane vote totals came out. But, you know, of course he lost. And then think about this. It's like. One of the big reasons Trump lost that I'd say there are two main reasons. One, he was so appalling from it to like uh, sort to sort of like uh, communities that sort of benefit from uh, center left politics, mm-hmm. I guess. Sort of like, you know, like the black community, places like that, mm-hmm. that it actually energized people who never get out and vote to get out and vote, which, you know, which we can see in like Georgia and places like that. Mm-hmm. The other reason is, uh, one of the big reasons he won in the first place back in 2016 was, uh, Obama had been in charge for so long. All we really knew was like normalcy in like the American term. It's like, oh, you know, politics is kind of boring, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, obviously some of the voices that started to dominate were like more, uh, you know, what morons would call social justice warrior politics. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like vocal minorities, it, it, like the <laughs> the opposite of the silent majority, the vocal minority, people who monopolize the discussion. Mm-hmm. And so that could sort of be like, oh, you know, maybe left left leaning politics is like all oh, the ridiculous and it's actually this <laughs> so a lot of people who are middle ground who are like working class went and voted for you know uh trump saying like what do we have to lose and then after four years like oh god that's what we had to lose <laughs> and so they they very eagerly return to oh back to normalcy <laughs> Back to distributing the vaccine in two weeks, getting this shit taken care of. Because yeah. someone who's actually, it's like Biden may not be, uh, may not, Biden may not be an exciting personality. You know, you may not hear about him every day, but uh, there is not a better living administrator in North America than Joe Biden. <laughs> so, frankly, he kind of came in at the perfect time he needed to. And, uh, <laughs> Even though, you know, there's been a lot of like, oh, Biden's doing this, Biden's doing that, because there's always that. Yeah. Biden is definitely way more popular now than when he got elected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Harris would kind of have that rub. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, if you yeah. pluck Trump out of, uh, you know, his probably deep depression down in Mar-a-Lago, <laughs> eating his tiramisu and playing golf. yeah uh if you plucked him out of there and put him against kamala harris right now i would i once again i wouldn't bet my soul but i'd bet my like right hand that she would see i think she could she could play off the biden wave so i think that she i think that she could probably win too but what worries me is that every time i hear about kamala harris it's always something bad like it's like oh she said something stupid or she says something silly about like veterans or whatever like like i feel like 
every time, and I mean, that might just be like just uh, the media and just articles and stuff like that. Because a lot of the articles that I'm seeing criticizing Kamala Harris, um, I don't, I, I read more than the headline, of course, but I don't read the whole thing. It's probably like I read, I like skim it or like read the first like two paragraphs or so. But it seems like, I don't know, it just feels like people don't really fuck with Kamala Harris like that. But you guys bringing up like the whole like, you know, people, Biden is very, very popular. Uh, that still might be enough to carry her. Cause I didn't even think about the fact that uh, what you brought up Kevin with uh, Hillary Clinton. Cause yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody hated Hillary Clinton and then she barely lost the election. So, well, that's because she had what you what you're describing right now. She mm-hmm. had years upon years of the basically conservative machine on her ass constantly. Mm-hmm. And she was a Clinton too. So she had her husband's garbage on her too. And like what I'm thinking is like if, if, if it was right now, like you were saying, pl- like Kevin was saying, if Trump was plucked and run ran against Kamala Harris, like kind of right now or this year, mm-hmm. I think she'd win. Now, yeah. I think four years down the line, it's a caveat of the Democratic Party as a whole and the president, whoever, you know, if, if Biden for some reason decided to resign and, and Kamala was president, whoever's the figure of the party has to be seen to deliver on core principles because it's, I I think Biden's a breath of fresh air, but like any breath, I mean, the breath ends. And I, I mean, that's what I, I, it's what I fear on midterms. Like, like things like, uh, like, uh, uh, what's the fucking T word Uh, or not T word infrastructure Mm -hmm. (laughs) that needs to happen because that's a core tenant for capturing people in the center. The basically the white silent majority who can make or break your election. And I mean, if, if I, I like four years go by and Kamala just seems to be like you're saying, it's just, you know, this nothing but just uh, shit thrown at her and thrown at her. Even if it's none of it's true to the American mind, it'll stick to her because most of the stuff against Hillary wasn't true. And the fact that she is a black woman. Yeah. will be, you know, all the worse. To, mm-hmm. I mean, I just have to say, that's just what it'll, it's what it'll play as. Yeah, of course. And, I, and But all that will be moot. It's like a medieval monarch. If you win a war, mm-hmm. they could give a shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, and frankly, I mean, if, if the Democratic Party has to fucking deliver, deliver on infrastructure, then uh, ride that home on, you know, midterms and stuff. Yeah. And say, even though they've blocked your voting rights, call their bluff and still come out to vote because it isn't the day of days of Jim Crow. You can still vote if you wade through their bureaucracy. They're making the bet that you won't wade through the bureaucracy. Just say, fuck them. I'll stand here all day. <laughs> and need candidates out there that are, you know, can be firebrands and do that. People like yes. Bernie Sanders and AOC. Kill the Republican. <laughs> <laughs> we, <have> yes. <laughs> we need this victory. I think, uh, I think we talked about it uh, like early in the podcast, but uh, like, do y'all think that AOC could potentially like run and win? Like, obviously not like now, but like maybe like five years. Run. I think she could win. It's what I want her to down the line. Yeah. Her. Okay. So here, here's the thing. I think uh, this is basically my whole philosophy on how I would want how I want the Democratic Party to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, 
if you, we don't want to become like the Republicans, how they're, you know, and I'm not even including like their ideas or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't want to become how they're structured and how they operate now mm-hmm. because the Republican Party is Trump. It, it's it's basically only him <laughs> and like his and maybe not just him, but just like his ideology and stuff that he's kind of brought to the forefront. And uh, basically what they are, what the Republicans are right now is you know, kind of, uh, disheartening because, you know, I've never really, I've never liked the Republicans, but you know, I still remember, even though I was young, I remember John McCain, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember people like him, Yeah. but nowadays they're not about anything. Like there's no substance behind what they do. They, all they are, they're just, they survive purely through identity politics. Mm Mm-hmm. And just like, basically, just like uh, sight grabbing idea, headline idea, sort of. Like, there's nothing behind what they do anymore. They're just a party of clickbait. Really. Exactly. Party so, uh, the Democratic Party, I think, needs to be made up of how we've always been, really, of multiple personalities. It's like, you know, you need to have uh, sort of like. <laughs> You and everyone listening probably would have no idea who this is, but you need to have your Dennis Skinner type, who who was a member of the Labor Party in England for so long. I think he's retired now, but he was basically like the firebrand who's been there. It's like he used to work down in a fucking coal he's, mine. He's and he'll be left yeah, wing. yeah, he'll be the first one in the House of Commons to be like, "Damn you, Dave Cameron, for cutting these benefits, you low son of a bitch! You will burn <laughs> in hell." <laughs> it's like you know, I wouldn't exactly want that person, attack dog. Yeah, I wouldn't exactly want that person becoming the president, but I love having them in the yeah. party, and that's kind of what AOC is. She's sort of like a. And that's honestly kind of what Bernie Sanders is for us currently. Mm-hmm. Although, like, he's more... Uh, he's had more influence than a Dennis Skinner would. Yeah, he, yeah he's not he, He's not completely ideas. like... He's not completely like that. But, you know, the person I want in charge is uh, not necessarily Biden, but someone pretty damn close to Biden where it's like... <laughs> Yes, I can talk when I can, but my strong point is I can keep this motherfucker running efficiently. And it's, you know, it's you basically have to. I mean, I think it can it can be more. The problem I have with the Democratic Party right now Mm -hmm. is that we allow. Not I don't mean that, that we allow us dissent. That sounds really bad. I mean that we allow dissent at moments that are not strategic, like things like Joe Manchin. Like, I'm all fine with party dissent, but I'll be damned if you're going to come out in public and say it. <laughs> it's like that's one of the few things I liked about I like about that we can take from Trump's Republican Party is that he absolutely dominated his party. Mm-hmm. And um, like. If if I if you know if I were in Biden's position, it's in a good position to lay the law down and basically have AOC and the and some other of her uh, comrades in the <laughs> House of Representatives, mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders, who I think is just about the only one other than maybe Elizabeth Warren in the Senate, be and Elizabeth Warren is I think going to be in the cabinet, um, but 
um, have them be the firebrands that are the attack dogs. Probably they, in no cases, are they going to get, you know, departments of their own, basically be ministers. They're not going to get anything. They're, you know, the troops on the ground that make sure our voters come out and vote. Their ideas are, are not tempered enough to be in government, frankly. I mean, in, in less so in Bernie Sanders' case, but especially in like AOC. I think she she maybe could be president down the line, but she's either the United States has to go swerve one way or another pretty hard, or she has to be tempered because as it is now, there isn't a chance in hell she would be elected in any way. <laughs> Unless, of course, that chance is she's running against trump right yeah, now i guess so, but, I mean, uh, that's that's basically who i butterfly uh, theory who i really like more and more as i see him is buddha judge mm-hmm. yeah. and i think and i think sort of like the uh party higher-ups who are going to be dead in 10 years <laughs> sort of see that as well where it's like you know people like uh pelosi and biden people like that mm-hmm. who they're like yeah, he may have the, unfortunately, in the eyes of the public, this is not my opinion, but he has kind of has the gay thing going against him. Yeah. But at the same time, he is, he's like a very uh, clean cut, like present, like in terms of looking at a very presentable, presentable individual. He is uh, really well-spoken and articulate. He's really clever. Mm-hmm. He's pretty center he's like very center ground well he's like center left which is ideally kind of what we want i would say (laughs) you know it's sort of like get the shit we want passed passed because uh bill maher said this on (laughs) uh meathead joe rogan's podcast one time he was like uh it's like my problem is like, I love Bernie Sanders. But my problem with Bernie Sanders is I don't care what your idea. I don't necessarily care what your main focus is or what you believe, what it is that you believe. What I want to know is what are you going to get past? And I think someone like Buttigieg is like perfect for that. Because, because he's sort of like an Obama fi- He could be like an Obama figure. Because like Obama is for like, yeah, I would love a single payer system. It's like, <laughs> but I'm not going to get it passed. So I'm going to lay some groundwork and uh, pass the Affordable Care Act, stuff like that. And uh, I think Buttigieg could potentially be like a version of him. Plus, uh, and the reason I say like, I think the other Democrats kind of see that and they're kind of maybe putting him in position to be that down the line is, you know, <laughs> uh, the moment it was open, like, yep, you're minister for, tra- you're minister, this is in England, you're secretary of transportation. It's like, get some administrative experience <laughs> while you can. It'll be good administrative experience that he can use on the campaign trail if they get a, uh, the infrastructure deal through. So yep. And then they were, and then talking about the infrastructure deal, he, uh, they had him do kind of a like, like a mini PR round on the media. Like he was on Fox News taking questions like, well, there, it turns out there's no like, you know, it's not that much uh, spending for bridges and roads and stuff. And he was, bam, already there with a response to that, which tells me he's savvy. 
He's like, you do know that infrastructure is not just bridges and roads, right? We're looking at, uh, we're looking at power. We're looking at housing. We're looking at plumbing. Like the in the literal infrastructure of this country is what I'm trying to fix. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah, what a good answer. If he'll and, and if he'll like start to expand that, it's like if if I was one of his advisors, and even though I am from Texas, I'd be saying like, speak to the people in Texas about power. They'll respond. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, I cannot wait to see what's going to happen in Texas politically per, in like the next four years because we've been on the cusp for so long of like. Uh, uh yeah, I mean there is a strong democratic presence out here. You can feel it in like mm-hmm. the air, but it's just not enough to really amount it to anything. It hasn't been played strategically yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but now there's so much happening. And there's like the power crisis like and we've talked about this before, but and I was talking, I, like I and, think Matthew McConaughey actually could run. And I don't know, there's something about him that just to me, my political sense is like, I think he would press that fucking up and he will be in there. Like, because I can tell you just from around, like, I know fellow Texans, like, that power situation back in uh, February, no pun intended, that shit didn't cut any ice with us. (laughs) That fucking sucked. And then to have this past June, the same fucking criminal say, oh, now it's too hot for us to keep it on. Like, well, does it work? <laughs> when it's lukewarm outside, we don't need it then. We live in fucking Texas in June. Uh, but, man, because for the Republicans, if you're a Republican, uh, you have, you are... Once again, no pun intended. Sweating your balls off right now in worry. <laughs> it's like, oh God, what a horrible time to have Ted Cruz representing you. <laughs> it's like running away. It's like in the middle of a crisis. It, because, like, let me tell you, just from talking to you know people in general, mm-hmm. being mad about this power thing is not a partisan issue. Not a partisan issue. Yeah, <laughs> people are fucking furious, and even if they don't say it out loud, none of them are going to be happy that he uh, ran away. He fled the country so, when it happened. It's so easily <laughs> reminded. Just put it on billboards. What? Like, it's ex- like, I'll send you a postcard from Costa Rica. Uh, do you expect him to, what, to cancel that flight? He already paid for it. <laughs> yes, he what? came back. That fucking coward didn't even have the balls to stick to his mistake. He came back and was like, oh, here's me, Ted the Loyal Cruise, like, handing I mean, water bottles. So he played it so badly. Mm-hmm. So he left for Cancun. <laughs> Motherfucker should have just not said anything when he was asked about it. That's what I would have done. <laughs> and I spoke about it to my uh, grandparents because mm-hmm. they are like diehard, what we would call Southern Democrats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, not they're Democrats. <laughs> well, kind of Dixiecrats, but <laughs> Minus the segregation. Uh, they're very old. I can't help it. But, yeah. uh, I told him this because I was thinking about it and I realized like, you know, we've all in our lives had at least one moment where we were like, wow, I cannot believe how unthoughtful that was of me. (laughs) And I actually kind of believe that him leaving for Cancun at that time was kind of one of those moments. He probably didn't, he, he probably didn't leave 
thinking like, oh, I got to get out of here. Yeah, he probably did it in the way of like, uh, eh, well, it'll probably be fine. You know, I mean, well, what's me staying here going to do? <laughs> Which was wrong. It was so stupid. But when you make those bad decisions, mm. what you have to do is once you realize you've done it, you have to come back and acknowledge to everyone that you were wrong and that you're going to try to do everything. The American people will forgive yeah. you. They'll go, no. oh, look at that big man doing things. Oh. <laughs> you have to acknowledge you were wrong and try to do what you can to make up for it. Mm-hmm. What you don't do is come back and then blame your own children. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what he did. Literally, it's like, what's like, what's like? What about your trip to to Cancun? Like, well, they wanted to get away. Fucking kids. Like, yeah, because now, and uh, I know you don't keep up with MMA, but it reminds me a lot of how like, Conor McGregor fans were like back in like 2017 mm-hmm. when he punched that old guy in a bar. It's like you know, even through all the bad stuff they've done. They defended him through everything, except when that happened, (laughs) because there's a point you can reach where you do something so stupid and so thoughtless and so brazen that, I mean, people like voters who are probably fans of Ted Cruz, if you press them on the street about that, it's like your man blamed his own children for that. They would just be like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> do that, <laughs> like they huh? can't say anything. <laughs> uh, they really can't. I mean, what can you say in response to that? Nothing. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then to cap it all off, and this is why I really want, even though I don't agree with everything she does, I really think it's a ba- AOC is a very big asset for the party. She smelled blood in the water, flew to Houston like 2000 miles from her (laughs) constituency started handing out food and like supplies and shit while he was gone just to make them look bad. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, just all of that stuff together is like, man, you really fucked it up. Didn't you? And that's also why again, she's a, she's a very good attack dog because a Vanguard is like you said, smells blood and goes to it. Yeah. And (laughs) Uh, and now so, that it's yeah. hot, we have to worry about him flying off to the mountains or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't run away to Alaska, Ted. I, like, because that's like a bear, a joke people have been passing around in Texas for like a month now. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, get ready. Ted Cruz going to run off to Alaska. And like, I guarantee you, if you went up to like a moderate Republican and made that joke, they would laugh their ass off here. Which really like shows you the the attitude towards him at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait. If they can put up like a really likable candidate, kind of what we thought Beto was originally, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then you know he might be fucked. I think if if it's another candidate that I think if they if they have Beto's outreach plus a little bit more campaign in rural areas that are strategically badly hit by power outages and play the power issue. Don't, I mean, you can do some of the other parties tenants, but you know, play to what the people in Texas give a shit about. I mean, like we need air conditioning. We need it. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbearable without it. 
Uh, and you know, one thing I would push super hard, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I hope a candidate comes along who will. You know, there there were old people, and you know, I said this to Dane when it happened, and I didn't think about it in like a way that could it be used politically. But now thinking about it now, it can. Think it like uh, you heard stories probably about like back in Snowmageddon, which is kind of what they call it here. It's <laughs> like. You know, there were 90 year old people freezing to death in yeah. their houses. Like it happened. Yeah. Like, all you have to do, go out onto that lectern in front of that audience, CNN town hall, and say, it's like, think, it's like, say their names. It's like, this was, uh, you know, Bill Guggenheim. It's like, he <laughs> fought in the, he fought in World War II. You know, he married a sweetheart and they were married for 60 years. They had eight children. You know, he he went to church every Sunday and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and how he died was he froze to death in his house. Icicles took him in the in the richest country on Earth. And why did this happen? Because their energy policy. It's like that's it. <laughs> that is savvy. And it's not a lie either. <laughs> they <laughs> cared the more about their, like the communist bosses of Ukraine, they cared more about their cheap energy equipment than they did about keeping an old veteran in the twilight of his days warm with his wife. Uh, Shake my damn head. And Ted Cruz was one of them. Storm the stage now. <laughs> <laughs> Kill this man. <laughs> Army King. <laughs> Defeat. I don't even know how he even got here. <laughs> AOC killing Ted Cruz in cold blood. Oh, it would be in hot blood. There's no air conditioning. <laughs> Goddamn energy thing. Oh man, I don't. Tensions were high. The AC was off. Damn They're going to call it the new Texas revolution. Good God. Uh, burn that motherfucker down to 65. <laughs> How about we get a house, we turn it up to 100, and we throw him in it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Damn. Poor Ted Cruz, man. Hope we better get on that, that flight <laughs> to Alaska. <laughs> Better fucking stay there. Yeah, those fucking idiots will like Sarah Palin. He'll do fine <laughs> over there. Ah, oh, man. So, funny enough, right? I don't have anything else to talk about, but I do want to tell you a story that happened to me literally minutes before we started. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, in indeed. So, I get on fucking Snapchat, and I was like, why do I fucking use this? Like, no one fucking uses Snapchat anymore. Um, so I'm like, just going in the, and you go into your fucking settings on Snapchat and it has like a little thing where it's like, Oh, here, quick add these people that are in your contact list. Um, so it, it had like a bunch of like people I knew from high school, maybe like some family members in there. Like, I'm like, Oh, they got a Snapchat. So I'm just going through just adding people's snaps. So I add this one girl, uh, named, uh, let's call her Barbara, right? So Barbara was in my phone and I had her number and I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll add her, you know, 
I met Barbara through Tinder like a year and a half ago, maybe maybe two years. But uh, bring an old girl back. It, I see. No, it wasn't. Good. It was an old girl. <laughs> it was an Uh-oh. old girl. This was another girl. But me and this girl didn't really do anything. We just kind of talked on Tinder and it just never really went anywhere. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I she gave me her number and I just never texted or called her. And I just realized like, oh shit, I still have this girl's number. So anyway, I was like, okay, whatever. Um, I added her, uh, she added me back. And, you know, I was like, you know, I looked at her little Snapchat story. I'm like, okay, she's still pretty. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'll see what's up. So she messages me. She's like, who's this? And I'm like, uh, this is jazz. We met like a year and a half maybe two years ago through tinder you gave me your number and then she was like she was like oh how did i get your she was like how did you get my snap and i had to explain to her i'm not weird (laughs) snapchat just has this you know this this um this thing where you can just quick add through the the settings and i'm just telling her this and she's like hmm this is a different phone number than what i had a year and a half ago so i'm like uh i'm like okay I know I'm not lying because, <laughs> because she did give me her number, right? And I I might have the time a little off, but I know it was at least a year and a half. Um, so it, it, might, it might not have been two years, it was somewhere in between a year and a half to two years. So I'm just saying like, I, I'm like, I pretty sure you gave me this number. So then she was like, send a pic. And I'm like, okay. So I sent her a pic that I had on my Tinder account, like, I sent her the profile pics. I didn't change it. So I was like, this, this is, this is me. And then she was like, you look familiar. I showed you to, uh, she showed me to her brother or whatever. She was like, he said, you look familiar. And I'm just like, who the fuck is your brother? I guess she has a brother named like, like James or whatever the fuck. These are not their real names, but I'm like, who the fuck is James? And how do they know me? So anywho, I'm like me and her going back and forth. And she's like, are you still in Terre Haute? I'm like, no, I moved back to uh, Indianapolis, the, you know, the big city. And she was like, oh, okay, where are you at? I'm gonna pull up. I'm like, what? <laughs> lady. You are. I'm like, yeah, I said, okay, listen, lady. <laughs> like, I'm like, what are you talking? So then she was like ta- typing to me, like she wanted some like, some like some some like a, a confrontation like some smoke and i'm like lady <laughs> like what's going on so she's like yeah me and my brother are gonna pull up i don't know how you got my number and my snapchat and I'm, and I'm like i just told you how so then i'm i i, I reinstalled tinder and i'm trying to like go through our messages to try and f- go through my messages to try and find where she gave it to me and then i couldn't find the message i think tinder deletes them so now it just looks really <laughs> weird because i'm just like popped on this woman's phone and she's like who are are you and i'm like i'm you we've talked (laughs) she's like i don't remember you so we're just going back and forth and i'm just like lady it's it's, i promise you it's not this serious so i just kind of just removed her from snapchat but shot was about to pull up with her brothers and whoop my ass you "You pull up you'll never pull out (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that sounds like one of the like maybe just because i'm an ornery person and we all know it literally the first sign of dissent she would have like i would have gotten out of that it's like how did you get my number i just would have said look 
<laughs> I am never going to see you in person again until one of us die. <laughs> if you don't want it, decline it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and if you want to somehow triangulate my location, please. <laughs> like, I am a man who has no problem dropping a feet. <laughs> it was just like, so crazy. I you. She was like super like combative about it. I'm just like, and, and I, I, you know, me, I, I'm like, okay, maybe it's some sort of misunderstanding. It does come off a little creepy. So I'm trying to like explain myself. But then it got to the point where I'm just like, why am I explaining myself to this woman? Like, I don't like we've talked just fucking um, small talk. Hey, how's the weather over there? We're in the same city. Oh, okay. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, My brother and I are on the way. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I don't know, man. But it's kind of funny because I think... Don't uh, plan to be on the way back. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> just need enough gas for the you know, journey, not the return. What kind of car you have? I'm add it to my collection. <laughs> it's a one-way trip. This okay. happens every day. <laughs> I don't know, man. Shit was funny. I, I Like I said, I removed her. I didn't block her because it's not that serious but if more happens i will be sure to to give an update you, i think you should harass her over that still waiting every day where are you at coward <laughs> oh my god and, and, like, like, and then it's, and then goes like <laughs> never you mind where i live yeah man and then like also girl shawty wasn't even like that uh, like that cute you know what i mean it's like damn i'm going through all this for someone that's like a four like what's going on bro oh wow yeah it it just would have been like (laughs) it should have just been she's like oh how'd you get my number oh snapchat has like a quick ad for your phone contacts and i think we met on tinder yeah it's like if she gets even if she has even a little bit of dissent well not worth it it's like I'd say, fuck you, bitch. I don't even know you. I don't care. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Hi, it's me, a person who doesn't give a shit whether you live or die. Uh, like, <laughs> shit is just crazy, man. Cause I have, like, I look at my contacts. I just have, like, a lot of just numbers from, like, and with, like, similar, like, uh, stories behind it. But it's just, like, the fact that she was so like she just seemed so butthurt that I had her numbers. She was Maybe crazy. This happens to her a lot. Maybe her brother's tired of enforcing things for her. Like, oh, another one. Uh, Maybe. Like, I'm telling you, you add these guys yourself. You never believe me. I don't. I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. Like the the neighborhood that I live in now, and it, I grew up on this side of town, and it's very close knit. So pretty much everyone knows everybody um, in this uh, like this area of the city. So I'm assuming because the the guy, her brother, she said a name that did make sense to me, like that I, I, I recognize upon further thought because, you know, just I grew up in this area and I went to school in this area. So I knew somebody with that name. So I was like, oh, maybe it's him. But it's like it'll be super funny and awkward if I go out somewhere and run into them and which is very likely to happen. And I run into them and I'm just like, oh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> well, like, ain't you the, you know what I mean? Ain't you the, you were shoddy that I met off Tinder or whatever. And then I got to fight her brother in the street. No, I think, I think you still need to be more combative. I think you need to, event, if they ever, you know, you ever just run in them somewhere, like at the bank or something, just like, it's, they're like, oh, look at this. And you're just like, well, 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 looks like old Scratch going to have two more attendants today. <laughs> like, you just have to act crazy. 
throw them off. To start hitting uh, myself. They, yeah. They go after you and you start, you know, taking your clothes off. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to fuck with me. I'm a madman. No, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> Not even me. <laughs> Shake my damn head. I don't know. That was a little, a little funny, a little, yeah. little thing that happened. Uh, hopefully that's the end of it. But if not, don't worry. I, you guys will be the first to hear about it. Damn right. Uh, I will be waited with bated breath. There's a novel in this. Uh, uh, let me see. Um, but yeah, nothing. I don't really have anything else to really talk about. Uh, Tyler Creator dropped an album. It's great. I don't know if you listen to Tyler, Kevin. Um, it's really, really good. I, I recommend right, it. About to ask me. Goodbye. I've been I've been known to tell white guitar players at bars to play Yonker. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a nasty request at a bar. <laughs> um, no, but his album is really good. I, I highly uh, recommend it. Um, other than that, nothing really has happened. I, I guess uh, fucking Bow Wow and Soldier Boy did a little versus thing. Do you know what the versus things are, uh, Kev? When like. Uh, like it the, sounds familiar. It's like the streams on Instagram where two like musicians will play their hits and like play it for like a crowd. It's kind of like a battle of the bands, but for like rappers and like R and B uh. stars and stuff like that. So uh, Bow Wow and Soldier Boy oh, did God. one. <laughs> I, thought a, I thought a versus was when one pianist strays into another one's territory. Uh-oh. They have to fight to the death. <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking Soldier Boy and Bow Wow did one. I didn't like because who. Who cares? Like, honestly, like, who cares? That's not as in- interesting as, like, uh, some of the other ones. It was, like, uh, there was some beat battles with, like, Dr. Dre and Timbaland. Like, that was something I would want to watch. Or, like, some, unfortunately, uh, both Prince and Michael Jackson are, are are dead. But if they did something like that, I would want to watch that. Uh, <laughs> but Bow Wow and Soulja Boy, I I could probably skip that one. I think, I think, I don't, I, I, he's just going to play fucking uh, Crank That Soldier Boy over and over again. And then um, think his new song. Prince and Michael Jackson. Uh, personally, I think personally, Michael Jackson. Um, just, my favorite Prince just says, I like him. He's an, he's a musical genius. Yeah. I, see, I, talent. I, I'm more familiar with Michael Jackson's stuff than I am with Prince, but the songs that I have heard, um, from Prince is like I'm like wow like this is really good um, whereas Michael Jackson is kind of like I feel the same way with Michael Jackson but it's kind of feels more like yeah. fun you know what I mean it's like oh that's a fun little tune you have yeah, on the fucking music yeah you're right Jet. music is not about fun I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel that um, but yeah I think Michael Jackson uh, I think I, that's who I would vote on uh over prince just because i there's more quotables from michael jackson (laughs) i think you need to end the podcast (laughs) uh i might i might oh there's a knock at my door who could that be (laughs) (laughs) they're doing my bidding (laughs) they're definitely coming for you now (laughs) oh my god um oh fucking um, Cardi B is pregnant again. I guess the BET Awards is going on right now, and she she's pregnant. I don't know. This, we, we're, we're obviously we have nothing else to talk about. Do you guys have anything else to talk about? We were talking about right. Cardi B's second child. I think we can wrap it up now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's a fucking pod. 